hold on to me as we go as we roll down this unfamiliar road and although this wave is stringing us along just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your home. Good morning. You're listening to AM 1560 FM 97.7 KNZR. And we're also streaming live on KNZR.com. And it's now time for the Kern County Real Estate Review with your host, Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group at Coldwell Banker. Whatever your real estate needs are in Kern County, Lori and the McCarty Group are the local experts you can count on. Whether you're buying, selling, relocating, or maybe you just have a real estate question, all you have to do is call her at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. And she or one of her team will be delighted to help you, so give them a call and good morning, Lori. Good morning, Adelaide. How are you? I am doing great and enjoying the hot weather, warm weather. <laughs> are we liar. enjoying it? <laughs> liar, liar, liar. I'm enjoying the AC in the building. I think oh, that boy. is a much more accurate statement. All right. So what's going on on the show today? What are we talking about? Well, today's show is incredibly timely. You know, you talk about Enjoying the heat again, liar, liar. Um, as I walked into the studio this morning with the temperatures already close to 100 degrees, um, I thought, oh, how perfect. I can't wait to talk with David Sparks of Sparks Custom Pools. Uh, you'll want to visit their website uh, so that you can see some of the amazing custom pools that they've built in Kern County. And, of course, we're going to have some of those posted on our Facebook and Instagram as well. But before we meet David, I want to share some of what's been happening in the market. Um, There's been some good news. According to a recent report, Move.com ranks Bakersfield as the most affordable big city in the nation for minimum wage earners. At $14 an hour, it will take renters just over 52 hours of work a month to be able to afford a one-bedroom apartment in Bakersfield. Mm. Atlanta, on the other hand, is the least affordable big city, bringing up the back end where a minimum wage employee would have to work 177 hours a month uh, to be able to afford a one-bedroom apartment in that town. And while I doubt many of our listeners are planning on moving to New York, recent studies show that the market is heating up there now that some restrictions have been lifted. Unlike the rest of the country, they are actually at near record levels of inventory. So many buyers there are getting far more for their money than they could three or four years ago. So if you've ever thought about living there, this might be the time to move. Right, You can sell your home here for top dollar and then see how much farther your dollar goes there in New York. Um, what do you think, Adelaide? Ready for a move? Uh, you know what? I love New York. I've been there for like some music conferences and uh-huh. stuff, but it gets cold. Yes, it, it does. It gets cold in the winter. Ooh-wee. I don't know yeah. if I can handle that. I mean, I'm complaining about the heat now, <laughs> but you go into 30-degree weather. I know. We are all chill. so fickle, Ooh. right? You know? <laughs> New York City is one of my favorite towns. Yes. yes. 
to visit. To visit. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can't imagine living there. Yes. So and, yeah. I'm glad for them that it's a lot more affordable than it has been in the past few years. But, yeah, for me, I think I'll stay put. Yes. Okay? So for now, more than a year, the national housing market has really been that perfect storm that we've been talking about. It's been a really strong seller's market. And yet, with interest rates remaining relatively low, it's also been a great time for buyers to purchase. But according to some recent reports, the winds may be shifting. In some parts of the country, a strong demand and record low supplies are starting to ease, with mortgage rates continuing to remain relatively low. So while home prices are still surging, this new market dynamic may take some of the heat out of the gains that people are experiencing. New listings of homes jumped 4% in the four-week period ending July 4th, compared with the same period one year ago, according to Redfin. And they were up about 3% from the same time in 2019. So it was the first time that the new supply topped pre-pandemic levels. Those numbers that we're seeing nationwide are actually very similar to what we're seeing in Kern County. So over the last couple of weeks, we've seen a fairly healthy increase of available inventory. For those of you who follow us on Facebook or Instagram, you'll notice that every Friday we post numbers of available inventory, what's pending and what's sold. And as we continue to recover and get back to normal buyers are seeing slightly less competition and a potential ease in the outrageous over-asking price offers. So for those buyers out there that have been feeling sort of wary of making offer after offer uh, only to have them rejected and are experiencing a little bit of that buyer's fatigue, have faith. Your time's coming as we're starting to see an increase week after week of available inventory here locally. Now, in saying that, sellers, please don't panic. We are still seeing strong pending and closing numbers, indicating that demand, here at least, is still alive and well. Okay, so don't go over the cliff, all right? But enough about the market, all right? I know everyone tuned in today to hear more about today's show, How to Beat the Heat with Sparks Custom Pools. And I am excited to explore this topic, so with that, Let's welcome Sparks Custom Pools owner, David Sparks, to the microphone. Welcome, David. Thank you, Lori. Pleasure to be here. Oh, we're so excited to have you. Um, So I'm curious, how did you get started in the pool industry, and and what led you to start this great company of yours? Well, um, when I was a young man, early 20s, uh, just looking for a job to fill in as I was going to college, uh, Mm -hmm. there was a... uh, a gentleman uh, back back then, obviously, it was uh, in the classified ads. We didn't have uh, internet or anything. Right, so. we didn't have that whole right. yeah. online Indeed stuff, right? Yeah, so just looking through the classified ads, saw somebody that uh, was looking for uh, help uh, taking care of swimming pools. So I called him and uh, got a job. He's actually still in business today. That's great. <laughs> Believe it or not, yeah. Um, and uh, went to work for him, and I liked it. I don't know why, could, you know, don't, I've always been a worker. Um, I, I was going to school, but uh, I enjoyed doing that. Um, as a young man, obviously trying to get um, um, 
more money and, and accomplish myself to, to be able to buy a house and everything else. So I led away from swimming pools, went into other um, things to make, make more money. Um, actually had some, some really good jobs and then decided to, on the side business, decided to start my own company, mm-hmm. uh, just servicing and, and cleaning pools for people. Um, started that in around 2002 to 2005, okay. uh, working full time, but doing this on the side. And then, uh, next thing I know, it was enough to stop my job, uh, what I was doing and started this full time. Owning a service and repair business um, for about 20 years, we I just recently have gotten out of that part because the construction is just taking too much of my time. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I just kind of started from there, and the next thing I know, it led me to where I'm at now. So you started servicing them <clears throat> and maintaining them for other people, and then over the years, people asked you to start designing and building for them that's correct so um really my my break started um probably during the first boom what what was oh five oh six um i was working with some uh, real estate companies doing a lot of remodel work um just as a i'm a mechanical person so i knew how to to fix all the stuff that anything that had to do with the swimming pool i knew i could fix it so I started doing a lot of remodel work, and then uh, that led me to get my contractor's license. Um, and then um, I was asked to build a couple of poles, and then that turned into five or seven my first year. And now sky's the limit, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> that's I great. Think we're doing seventy-five or more this year. So, wow! Yeah, that's a ama- that's a lot of work. It is. Yeah, we we juggle about uh, twenty-five or more at one time. Wow, that's great. That takes an awful lot of organization in order to be able to manage that. It does. I And I have people that help me, obviously. I have a great office manager that's uh, my sidekick that she helps me tremendously. Wouldn't be able to do it without her. And then all of my employees are my, my backbone. And so as you moved into the construction, you sort of let the service and maintenance go by the wayside? I did. It, I didn't want to... Um, you know, obviously, there's uh, the money side of it was right. as a, was a big factor. Um, as my construction uh, business continued to grow, um, I'd been doing the service repair for a lot of years and actually made really good friends with different mm-hmm. clients that mm-hmm. they've been clients for 10 plus years, but they kind of become your friends. Right. Um, the problem was, is I didn't have the, the time to devote to them as the construction side. And so it's not fair to them that I couldn't handle their needs as much as, you know, they needed. I mean, I still had employees that were going and taking care of business for them. But when it came to seeing David, um, I didn't have that. Right. Yeah. And you're, you're kind of that hands-on guy. I am. I always have been. Right. And so I really admire that work ethic that says, Hey, if I can't service you well, then I I think I'm doing a disservice to you. So I think that, I think that is admirable. Okay? Thank you. You bet. Um, you don't see a lot of that these days. You see so many people trying to, to grab every dollar possible um, and in the end not doing a great job for their clients. That's true. 
So my hat's off to you. Thank you. So clearly you enjoy the construction side of this. Would that be the part that you enjoy the most? I do. Yeah, I, I really do enjoy it. Uh, when I sit back and think about, you know, as I get to build these projects and work with people, um, when I'm um, gone and retired and my knowing my projects will still be there and people having fun with them, mm-hmm. um, that, that makes me feel good. That's great. Is there a part of the business that you're like, eh, if I could not do that, I'd be happy? <clears throat> um, I, so there's some things that the scheduling right now is, is tough, oh, you know. yeah. Because everybody a, wants it now, 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 now. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right. And uh, as we grow, you know, there's growing pains going along with uh, as we continue to grow and get busier trying to service everybody, um, not telling people no, you know, that we can't get it's to hard, you. isn't it? Yeah. And then, and I've never, I'm not really good at that. I'm not good <laughs> at saying no. And, and, um, uh, so the scheduling and, and that part of it is tough. I don't mind. I love designing, uh, mm-hmm. the polls. I'm self-taught. So everything that I design and work on, I, I do myself. Um, I, I, I really like that. Um, yeah, just just mostly the scheduling and not being able to to be there for everybody at all the time. That's probably the part that I don't like anymore. And and you know that's that sounds so familiar to me because that is the part of my job that I dislike the most. Yeah. Um, it seems like um, there are just never enough hours in the day to get right. everything in that I want to accomplish. You yeah. know, fortunately, most of my clients are very understanding about, hey, it's okay. We know you'll get back to us as soon as you can. But for me, it's like, yeah, I didn't get to respond to your text last night, or I didn't get to do this. I didn't get to return that call right. until the next yeah. morning. And it's just, sometimes it's frustrating. It is. Yeah. So I can completely understand that. Um, well, I got to tell you, I think this has been a really great introduction for all of our listeners, uh, to you and your business. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to get to my next questions, but I tell you what, I've heard your phone and mine buzzing. So (laughs) (laughs) let's go ahead and take a quick break while we check our messages and let our listeners do the same. Um, when we return, can we talk about the beginning of the planning process or how we get pools started, the creative process, how involved you are in that, uh, what we have to bring to the table. Does that does that sound like a plan? Absolutely. All right. Sounds great. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group at Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors on KNZR 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And to reach Lori, you can call her or her team anytime at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or you can go to her website at themccartygroup.com, where you can tour all of the properties available in Kern County from the comfort of your couch. Or you can request an in-person tour, and she or one of her team will be happy to show you any of the available properties for sale. Whether it's a video tour or a personal showing that you're wanting, all you have to do is click on thebacardigroup.com and start shopping. As the number eight agent for Coldwell Banker in North America and the only Kern County agent to be listed in the Real Trends Top 100 rankings for agents in the nation for 2020, her goal, as well as that of her team, is to serve you. So let them do that, and we'll be right back with the Kern County Real Estate Review here on KNZR. 
Hi, Dennis Prager here for Lori McCarty, host of the Kern County Real Estate Review. If you've got questions about real estate, she's got answers. Tune in every Sunday at 8 a.m. right here on KNZR 1560 AM 97.7 FM. Now that's smart. We're back this morning with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group on the Kern County Real Estate Review here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. You can call Lori anytime, and that phone number is 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or you can go to the website at themccartygroup.com, voted Best of Bakersfield, your favorite realtor for the last two years in a row. And she's certainly our favorite realtor here. Thanks, Adelaide. You're welcome. If you're just tuning in, we're visiting this morning with Lori's guest, David Sparks, owner of Sparks Custom Pools, and discussing how to beat the heat and turn your backyard into an outdoor oasis. Now, I do have a quick question for you, David, too. I'm thinking about the classified ad that got you started <laughs> in the business a few years back. And, and I know there's kids out there, probably college kids, same, same thing, just like summer break. I need to make some extra money. What was that ad like? I, I'm picturing... Do you like working outside? Do you want to work on your tan? Do you want to stay close to the pool and cool off? Hire me, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's like a great job, right? Uh, it wasn't quite that uh, elaborate. Uh, just black and white print was was what we had. Uh, I don't even know if they still have classified ads. I haven't looked in a newspaper for, for classifieds in such a long time, but... It was just black and white print. <laughs> Pretty simple. Yeah, so and no it was cool wanted. pictures or anything. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no cool wanted. It was, and it was probably nothing. We weren't real fancy back then. We no. were very down to earth, back right. right to the point, right? I, I don't remember exactly what it said, <laughs> but I would imagine it said help wanted. Um, and I need a job. Yep. yep. <laughs> I doubt it even said how much it was paying. <laughs> well, I'm sure it didn't. They always wanted to get right. you in the door and yep. then tell get you. Get you working, too. Yep. So. Yep. And, hey, well, thanks, David. And uh, just before we move on, too, though, how can we uh, get in touch with you? Uh, so uh, our uh, web address or our... our um, Web- website website yeah thank you <laughs> website uh sparks custom pools uh I, I believe it's also uh bakersville custom pools but our, our company name is sparks custom pools uh you can reach us on facebook sparks custom pools inc and our phone number is area code 661-477-3925 perfect so david thanks so much for letting our audience get to know you a little bit more in our first segment it's kind of clear how how much passion you have for this job and i think that's great now i mentioned when we came back i wanted to talk a little bit more about the beginning or the planning process so when we come to you do we need to kind of have an idea in our head of this is what i want i want you know i want a play pool i want a baja shelf i want this i want that or do you help us figure that out a little bit of both. So um, sometimes clients have um, um, an exact image of what they want um, with Instagram and Pinterest and everything right at our yes. fingertips. Uh, a lot of times people have a picture and say, OK, this is what I want. Right. Um, sometimes I have to talk them off the ledge and say, well, that's a quarter <laughs> of a million dollars. Are you sure? Yeah. Um, but, um, so what I like to do is, um, I, I come to your house and I meet with you, uh, obviously look at your yard, get a feeling of, uh, what you're looking for, um, not just in the pool, but what you want to use it for. Um, 
Is it, are you trying to exercise in it? Is it just a play pool? Uh, are you just kind of wanting to suntan? Do you want it to look tropical? Um, so I try to listen to what you want there. Um, and then I will help steer you in a direction of what I think your yard will accept. Um, I, I don't ever take any, um, uh, I, I, I don't ask for your budget. I don't really want to know. Um, I don't think that's the way that, you know, we should start. Um, right. I would, I would prefer just to find out what you want and then try to design something that uh, fits your needs. Okay. And then at that point, then, you know, if we're out of the park as far as where we're at on budget, then we can always either give you more or, or take less away. Okay. Um, and I'd, I'd never really thought of what your yard will take. That's a really great concept because obviously – um, if you have a smaller yard and you want a gigantic pool, you might be putting way too much into the yeah, pool right. feature um, and taking way too much from the yard, right? Is that Correct. kind of what you're yeah. meaning? Yeah, I mean, we have uh, limits, you know, certain limits that we have to stay away from property lines and the housing and patio covers and things like that. So um, I, I know what works and what doesn't, and then that's how I can kind of lead a client into, um, you know, where, where, where we should go with This it. is the path we need right. to go down. Yeah. Okay, great. So once we've decided, okay, this is, this is the design, uh-huh. what comes next? I mean, I imagine there's all kinds of permitting and There is, yeah. So we take, care of, we take care of all of that. Most, uh, most contractors, I believe, probably do. Uh, mm-hmm. We do take care of all of that part. So once, once we have a design and, and the bid and everything is, is good with the client and they like what they see, uh, at that point, um, we we get together some paperwork, and then we have an engineer that we um, use. We have the engineer actually gives us engineered plans and tells us, okay, this is the way the pool needs to be built, uh, depending on the depth of the pool, the positioning of the pool, the soil content of where we're building it at. Um, and then at that point, we take that engineering to the county or the city or whatever municipality we're building in, and then get the permitting, pay for all of that, and get that um, all in order before we actually start. Okay, folks, I got to tell you, I'm feeling really blonde about now. (laughs) It didn't occur to me. I mean, for a smart girl, sometimes I'm really stupid. Um, Obviously, I knew you had to have a permit. It just didn't occur to me. But now that you mention it, it makes total sense that you'd have to have an engineer to talk about your soils conditions and how you were going to have to build it and all of that. So, wow, way more (laughs) than I thought would go into it. Um, That's that's fascinating. Now, does it vary depending on what type of pool you're building? I mean, I assume, and maybe I'm wrong, I assume most of what you build are concrete in-ground pools. That's correct. Yeah, we only do uh, concrete in-ground, correct. But there are companies that will do fiberglass or vinyl liner, right? There are, yeah. Um, okay. It's I've looked into it, and the price difference um, isn't very. It's there's not much of an advantage doing that. Um, so that's the reason we don't really offer it. Right, and and honestly, I was shocked. I have a client that has uh, a ripped vinyl liner, mm-hmm. and I was shocked to discover that the cost of replacing the vinyl liner and the cost of putting in a fiberglass pool was virtually identical. Yeah. And it takes way more time to get that vinyl liner in than it does 
to get the fiberglass. fiberglass yeah, yeah, and there's a lot less people that are able to do that around here. So absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. So now I'm gonna guess. In addition to um, the types of pools that vary, even when you're doing an in-ground pool, there's a variety of different materials that you can use. Correct in terms of. Uh, the completion of the project there is yeah so uh, not not only just in the color of the pool as far as the finish in the pool the plaster um, there's different colors of plaster and the different forms of plaster from what we call color quartz to different pebble finishes uh, all which can be very beautiful uh, some of that comes at a cost obviously mm-hmm. um, but uh, white white uh, plaster there's nothing wrong with it and we still we still do that um, and then also there's obviously the rest of the hardscapes, the stone, the concrete and different things like that that are going into it. We can, you know, do things from mild to wild, depending on, you know, what the person wants. I like that from mild to wild. <laughs> That's great. So can you so tell me when we talk about plaster, what is the most common uh, finish, finish these days? I would say color quartz is the the most common. Um, it gives you a very nice look, uh, very uh, very detailed look, uh, but it's it's also a little more uh, it's stronger. It has okay. a, a little denser because there's actually a quartz uh, an aggregate that's mm-hmm. crushed into it, and because of that density, it helps hold it together and it makes it stronger. So how much longer would that last than, say, just a plain white plaster pool? So a lot of that, it really depends on how well it's maintained, the maintenance okay. of it. Um, right. But I would say typically um, probably five to seven years longer. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Super. So now let's, what I'm sure is on everybody's mind, let's talk about the big question, budget, uh-huh. right? Sure. So I'm sure it can go from from small to great big, Yes. right? Yep. Um, what would be a good budget for your average type pool? For a pool only, um, I would say in today's market, uh, the last couple of years, a lot of things have changed um, mm-hmm. pricing wise, but I would say 35000 is a good number to start at. Okay. Uh, a lot of that depends on um, access into your yard oh, yeah. uh, and then what part of town you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, east side is a lot more expensive nowadays than um, 9 through 306 area code. It's a lot more expensive now. And is that because of the soils it and is, the engineering? Yeah, okay. yeah okay. city and the hills, um, everything out by the old Mesa Moran and, and right. all that. That's, yeah, it's, it's a lot more expensive. And a lot of builders actually won't even go out there anymore yeah yeah um 35,000 is probably a good number to start at we can do them cheaper than that um but everything has to be you know right to be able to make that happen Mm -hmm. and then um and then obviously it goes up from there like i like i mentioned earlier the with the advent of instagram and and pinterest uh, there's some beautiful pictures out there there are and it is very very hard to build a standard pool anymore yes it's just most people don't want it uh, to be quite honest so we can build them in the low 30s but i would say typically 35 to mid 40s is probably a good number uh, for the average person for a pool only and then about fifty thousand for a pool spa okay 
And then when you start looking at the hardscape around it or custom features, you're probably up in excess of 50,000, right? Yeah, once we get into um, waterfalls, raised, uh, raised beams uh, with stack stone, glass tile, shear descents, water spouts, things of that nature, um, it, it definitely adds, it adds up quick. Um, it does. And I wish all my appraiser friends out there would listen to this because <laughs> when we have those gorgeous pools with all of those lovely features, it would be so nice if we could get much more than ten or $15,000 back out yeah. on the appraisal side of it. Right. But Guys, you know I'm just giving you a hard time, but anyway. <laughs> Actually, I've heard it, a few of my clients lately have told me they, they've gone up quite a bit, it seems like. I mean, you would know better than I, but I, I've had a couple of said We've had some, and, and that's the thing with appraisals. They are subjective, so mm-hmm. we've had some appraisers who, who are recognizing the value and the cost increase that we've seen over the last few years of building pools, and they're giving higher value for the higher end pools, right. um, which is great. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> we're not seeing it across the board yet, unfortunately. Yeah. Now, according with the price and everything, is there financing options? There are. Yeah, yeah. we offer. Um, uh, we have a couple of companies that we we work with and and uh, can get financing for people pretty easily. Oh, that's great. And and very quickly as well. That's great. Yeah, because you think about it, adding all this value to the home, Mm -hmm. and then you want to sell, but you're still paying it off and everything, but it makes sense because you can just enjoy it, and it adds the value. Right, but with the uh, appreciation we've been experiencing, Mm -hmm. you know, in no time, um, you ought to be able to to earn a lot of that back. Yep, agree. Yeah, that's great. And and speaking about time frames, so Mm -hmm. how long does the process start? Or take? Um, so typically, uh, our contracts used to say six to eight weeks. <laughs> oh, for the good old days. We just recently had to change that. Um, it, 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 it depends on the project. A basic pool, we can be done in, in that time frame. Uh, right now, in, in today's market, we can't. Um, we're struggling with supply and, and uh, mm. just the demand of, um, you know, working with as many people as want pools right now. And it's not just me, it's, it's all the contractors of in town um, and the subcontractors. But um, uh, I, I would say two months is a pretty, uh, eight, eight to 10 weeks okay. is a good number, uh, depending on the project, obviously. And is that from the time that you actually start building or it, because that can't possibly include the permitting process and all that, does it? It well, it, it that's from the time that we start digging. Okay, so we get the permits pretty quickly. Uh, once, if you were to call me, you know, today and say, "Hey, David, we want to go ahead and get that project uh, going," um, we send over the paperwork, and it gets uh, that that part all gets done pretty quickly. Right now, there's just you know a wait time for people to be able to. We can only get so many started at one time. Right. Uh, but but that's starting the that time frame is from when we actually start working in your yard. Well, I think that that's actually given all the supply chain issues and as you said, everybody is backed up, and it's not just in the construction trades; right. it's throughout yeah. uh, the economy that we're experiencing time delays. Um, so I think actually a an eight to ten week time period is not bad. I don't either. Okay. I, I feel like it's pretty reasonable. So, well, yeah. now you, when you want to jump in a cool pool, 
Well, I get it. Right, yeah. I get it. I get it. <laughs> when you well, see but, that but, construction yeah. zone in your backyard, you want it right. cleaned and done now. Yeah. Right. And I understand that. I, and I, was, I do. I would want it to, as well. Yeah, and I was going to say the shortage thing. My mom sent me to get some of the, the pool tablets. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh-huh. And they're like, I was like, we're the, we're the three packs or whatever. Like, nah, you got to buy a bucket yeah. and, <laughs> and be ready. They're going to run out. There's like a shortage on chlorine. Yeah. There's insane. a shortage, it seems insane. like, these days on everything. It's crazy. It is. <gasps> yeah, it really is. Oh, my goodness. Um, <clears throat> okay. So what if I have a really oddly shaped backyard? What what are you going to do there? We've done it. Really? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. We we built a beautiful pool spa in someone's atrium before <gasps> leading right off their back wow. uh, uh, doors out of their bathroom. Yeah, so it's anything's doable. Uh, the, the With the designs that we can put together um, and then um, the great gunite companies that we work with to be able to shape the pools and it's – it's pretty much anything is doable. When you see, you know, pools that look like a guitar in someone's backyard uh, to a little square that fits in an atrium, you know, it's everything in between. So very cool. Yards aren't really a problem. Right. That's great. That's yeah. really great news. So <clears throat> you speak about the fact that it takes us, you know, a couple of months to get one installed. Um, unfortunately, by then, you know, the heat will be you know, dissipating, or at least hopefully by yeah, then. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so is there a best time of the year to install a pool? Well, as far as cost, it, it doesn't change. Uh, and, you know, obviously, unless labor costs go down and, and supply costs go down, which, you know, right, that's not going to happen. Um, it, it really, the, the only thing I would say is... If you can start in September, October, November, December, uh, you may that project may be a little smoother, a little faster because we're not quite as busy. Right. Now, the last couple of years that hasn't been the case. <laughs> yeah. So there's I don't been know. no seasonality right. to anything in the construction yeah. business right. in the last few um, years. Typically, though, that's you know kind of the slow months. And so, mm-hmm. if someone knows they're going to get a pull and they you know they've budgeted for it and they know they're going to do it and they're going to stay there. I would recommend them just to do it. It doesn't matter if it's July, January, you know, if you're going to do it, do it. And, you know, that way it's done for you. Uh, but September, October, November is is definitely a good time to do it just because of the fact that it's going to be ready for you when that spring day comes along the next year and it's ready to get in. You bet. Or if you have a, a child like mine who uh, <laughs> one year Thanksgiving – I want to go swimming. We were like, all right, fine. Have at it. <laughs> he jumped in, shivering. He got out. It's a little cold, Mom. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, at least we let you try it and find out Didn't for yourself, right? Right. <laughs> so in my mind, because every home we've owned here in California, we've had a pool. Mm-hmm. Of course, when we lived in Texas, we thought having a pool was a luxury, right? right. Here we think it's a necessity. Um, is there any reason why you shouldn't have a pool? Well, uh, if you can't afford the electricity, I would say is a good one. You okay. know, I mean, it, it does cost a little bit of, of um, you know, monthly maintenance between the maintenance and the electricity. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than that, I, I would say, you know, there's no reason that I can think of that someone shouldn't own a pool, but they need to make sure that they're their budget allows for the maintenance side of it as well. Uh, okay. Sometimes people, you know, because electricity is expensive, and depending on the pool, it can be, you know, $30 to $130 a month uh, to run that pool, just on electricity, not including 
the, the maintenance side. Really? Well, that, what that would cause it to be that a large pool, uh, okay. multiple pumps. Uh, the larger the body of water, the longer it has to run. Ah. So, you know, okay. it, it, that's, you know, it just depends. Right. Um, most of the pumps that we have now are very efficient. So the mm-hmm. electricity costs have come down quite a bit from years past. Right. Um, but depending on the actual pool itself, it, you know, it can cost some money. Right. So I'm going to draw on some of your expertise from the maintenance side is there a particular time of the year of the day that you should be running those pool pumps so we typically try to set up our scheduling when when the peak times for electricity aren't running so we typically start around midnight and run our pumps on the higher speeds to get our vacuums to work Mm -hmm. and things like that uh, at that time of day uh, or or night you know from midnight to say 3 a.m or midnight to to 4 a.m on the higher speeds to get that pump to work and then we bring the the pump down to a lower speed uh, and then usually have it shut off by early morning sometime eight nine ten o'clock in the morning well and that also helps with the power grid uh, usage yeah, as well right so okay. and, then, and there's some pools that that you know need to be transitioned on and off throughout the day uh, but for the most part you know to get that turnover to get the water turned over every day to get it cleaned and through the filter you know um, a, a four to six to eight hour window is typically what what you need okay all right super so what are the safety requirements for pools here in California so in order for us to be able to finalize a pool uh, there's some some things that we have to do as far as the the gate needs to be finished um the 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 person's gate going into their backyard it has to close a certain way uh the latches have to be a certain height um but they don't have to have a separate pool fence around the the pool as long as they have security gates correct with latching right uh, yeah, gates so on the fence right. right as long as your backyard is secure going into it uh the gate has to open like i said open a certain way and and, and self-close that's mm-hmm. that's very important mm-hmm. it ha- if someone were to walk out it can't just stay open it has to self-close right um so it's not it's not mandatory that you have a a safety fence around the pole um obviously if you have children that can't swim absolutely it, it's you know, in my opinion, almost a necessity because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. accidents can happen. Absolutely. So it's it's a good idea to do that, and we we get the we we can make that happen for people. You know, okay. as far as the fencing side, um, but it's it's not necessary. We do have uh, some other features. Uh, over the deck pool alarms look like about the size of a loaf of bread. And then if someone were to fall in the pool, it alerts you inside the house and outside through a very loud alarm. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah. So there's some other options uh, than door alarms leading out right. to the backyard. Uh, but the over the deck pool alarm is is a pretty simple feature. It's uh, not too expensive. And so someone that maybe only has kids for a short time, say grandparents that only mm-hmm. watch their you know mm-hmm. grandkids for occasionally it might be a good option for them right okay well that sounds great now i have a question about this falls under safety slides Mm. diving boards Mm. are those still i mean can you still get those are they still yeah yeah you can still get them uh we we put in slides we've still do slides diving boards are um not so much uh we you can still do diving boards but there are some uh critical 
codes that we have to comply with on diving boards as far as the depth of the pool and the slope. Mm. Um, you know, we, we need to make sure that the pool is big enough to accept a diving board. Of and a lot of the yards nowadays, they're not. Um, I feel like uh, with the quarantine, I've gone a lot farther into the pool <laughs> as I dive. <laughs> so I'm, wow, I'm hitting the bottom now. Yeah. It's <laughs> crazy. But yeah, I wonder about that too. And I even back to the college days, you think. The oh, guys yeah. not always made it into the pool, which is crazy to think about. Exactly. So, yeah, yep. so there's there's safety stuff there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So <clears throat> speaking about that, um, do you happen to know how a pool might impact your homeowner's insurance? Um, <clears throat> I do believe it. I, I, to be honest, no. I don't know if there's a, a major cost increase. I do know that um, if a pool is empty, that is an issue. Oh, yeah. Um, so it has to be full or, or covered uh, with a safety feature of some kind. Um, I do believe that there's a slight increase in uh, cost of, of homeowners if there's a pool mm-hmm. and if there's a diving board and a, and a slide. Uh, we usually take more diving boards out than we put in because right. some, some homeowners insurances just don't want them anymore. Exactly. Um, so, but as far as w- we require someone to have uh, homeowners when, we bought, when we're building a pool, oh, of course. Uh, they have to have homo- homeowner, homeowners insurance, which I mean, obviously most people are going to. And I them. would imagine they would, you would want them to name you as an additional named insured during the construction process, right? It should be. Uh, we don't necessarily make that happen, but because we have all of our own uh, mm-hmm. you know, insurance and then our subs and anybody that we use, they do as well. And we're you know, additional insured. Okay. So then, you know, we've talked mainly about new construction of pools. Do you remodel pools? We do. Okay. Okay. You say that a little hesitantly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's uh, so we do. uh, We've remodeled pools for a long time. Um, I generally try to set our remodels up starting at September, October mm-hmm. and do those through the winter months. That right. way you can continue to enjoy your pool, you know, as long as it's swimmable. Um, lately, we just haven't had uh, a break uh, to where we're not doing new construction. And so it makes it harder for us to fit in remodels. Right. Because sometimes remodels can um, take a lot more time. They, they're just depending on the scale of the remodel, but they're, they can take take a little more time and be a little more difficult than just building a new pool from scratch. Right, because I would imagine that most remodels are just that. It's not, let me change the finish on my pool, let me change the hard, uh, let me change the tile around it, but let me change the design, let me change the features, let me change the right. hardscape, yeah. right? yeah. And that's where it gets uh, technical. Just mm-hmm. tile and, and plaster, uh, that's pretty easy. That's easy. Yeah, right. that's not a problem. But it's when we're adding uh, lines underground, adding spas, adding waterfalls, uh, making the pool bigger, right. um, which, you know, it's, it's definitely doable. Right. Um, but it, it can cost a lot of money and it takes some time. So overall, do you think that, uh, I would still imagine, though, that if someone has a 20, 30-year-old pool, they're probably better off remodeling rather than digging that one up and starting all over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Typically, very seldom do we see pools that are so bad that they're really not worth remodeling. Okay. Um, most of the shells themselves are, you know, really, really durable, and there's no issues there. Uh, we've done a lot of times where we've taken the decks off and completely 
um, remodel the pool where it has all new plumbing. That's one of the things that a pool in that age, you know, 20 plus years, the the circulatory system of the pool, the plumbing right. isn't as good as it, what we do now. Right. Um, and so that that is a, you know, if you like your house, you like your pool, but it's just not... Um, doesn't work that well mm-hmm. it can definitely be changed to to make it where it does work well well and i think um for a lot of people a lot of my clients the pool was fine when they moved in but it's not as aesthetically pleasing these days as some of the new right. fun designs yeah. right yeah um because back then we were building typically rectangles mm-hmm. or a big kidney shape, and that was it. Very was, simple, yeah. Very not simple. Not a lot of elevation. Not a lot of elevation, not a lot of bells and whistles. Right. And so for a lot of people, they would like to have some of, some of those bells and whistles added to their <laughs> new pool, you know, yeah. to their pool so that it looks new and fresh. Because fairly easy to remodel the interior of their house, but then when you walk outside, if the backyard still looks like it comes from the 80s or 90s, right. you know, it, it it kind of defeats the purpose somewhat yeah, of doing does. the inside. Yeah. Okay, so talk to me a little bit about maintaining that pool. What types of water treatment systems are available? Um, is one better than another? So um, I I still believe a chlorine pool is probably the best for our climate. Um, for it, a lot of that depends on bather load. Um, uh, meaning how many people use the pool, okay, uh, dogs and things of that nature. Oh, but, I hadn't even thought about that. <laughs> yeah, but but um, so salt systems are very popular now. Uh, salt systems uh, generate chlorine. So instead of uh, a pool person, a, a pool man, or yourself adding chlorine, uh, the salt systems basically generate mm-hmm. their own chlorine. Uh, but there's some negative side effects on that as well. Um, Such as. Well, it, it can get kind of complicated, uh, but it's it's all has to do with the water chemistry. Um, okay. The salt systems make the pH level of the water go up uh, tremendously. Okay. Uh, very quickly, and so the pH level is wrong in your pool, and if that's not taken care of, um, then you're suffering from the pH level being wrong, which right. makes the chlorine level not work as well. Right. So without trying to get too technical, there's, in my opinion, and I think most uh, pool guys are probably in the same um, way of thinking, a salt system is actually more maintenance mm-hmm. than a regular chlorine pool. So, and it's very important to to keep a salt pool maintained correctly because it, exactly. it can cause damage if it's not. Right. Uh, but, but they are, if... If the homeowner is instructed um, or, or well trained on how that works, uh, they're they're definitely not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But there's some things that need to go along with it uh, to make it work properly. So you just have to be well trained, correct? If yeah. you're going to have a salt system, that's in my opinion, yes. Okay. Yeah, um, and then uh, UV systems are starting to um, be somewhat popular. I I don't know how. I yeah. haven't even heard of UV systems. So, <laughs> yeah, so enlighten us. Well, you, so uh, UV systems, uh, basically, they get plumbed into the water, into around where the pool equipment is. And mm-hmm. UV is just like, um, obviously, you know, right. sunlight. And so it will, as the water is tra- uh, traveling through that UV light, it will kill bacteria. Okay. Now, it is definitely not enough in our climate. A UV system will not uh, just be, it won't work on its own. Okay. It's a supplemental. So if you did... Um, a salt system and a UV system, uh, it will help keep the, the the amount of chlorine that's needed in the pool 
where you don't need as much. Okay. So, um, it's, but I would imagine that's also more costly than absolutely. just a chlorine yeah. system. It is. And every time you add something uh, like that, there's always the maintenance side of it. All of these things, uh, they have a lifespan, and they're not going to last the entire longevity of the pool. Right. So a salt system, and, and you know they may have a lifespan of five to six years, and then you're going to have to buy a new cell. Okay. And since UV technology for pool cleaning is so new – Maybe it's best if we wait. Well, it's been around a while, actually, oh, uh, and it's gotten okay. better. It's been around at, at least 10 years, but uh, it, I, in my opinion, I believe it, it is getting better as long as it's used you know, as a supplement along with it. So I've, a lot of people now, they're, they're trying to be environmentally friendly, and so they're mm-hmm. doing what they can to help uh, reduce the chlorine cost or whatever they can do. So I do have more people that are using them now uh, as long as they're plumbed in correctly and, and, and done right. Um, they're, they're, they're an option. Okay. Uh, they're definitely not the only thing that you can use for, for our climate. They just wouldn't work. Okay. All right. So it has to be supplemented. Yeah. So, uh, I don't mean to interrupt, but uh-huh. it is time for another break. Okay. <laughs> it's great information, you know me. though. I, I get just it. keep yeah. going and going and going. Okay. But it is, yeah, it's great information, David. So, um, but with that, let's uh, take a quick minute, let everyone freshen up the coffee or grab a drink. But before we go, David, why don't you tell everyone how we can get a hold of you? Sure. So, our website is sparkscustompools.com. Um, we can be found on Facebook, uh, Sparks Custom Pools, Inc. And our phone number is 661-477-3925. Perfect. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review with Lori McCarty on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. We'll be right back. The times we're living in are unparalleled. And it's affected all of us. It's made us feel uneasy and alone. Americans who need to sell their home or have to move and buy a new home are experiencing tremendous stress right now. And I know it's scary and overwhelming, but there is a solution. I'm fortunate to work with some of the top agents in America, agents who are going to tell you the truth, who will give you the best advice that's right for you. Right now, you need to work with an agent that can bring solutions for you. You have the help of somebody that can help you really make an informed decision. Lori McCarty with the McCarty Group at Caldwell Banker. You may want to take a cash offer or maybe it's time to upgrade your home and get it ready to sell in the summer. Maybe you should just hold tight and refinance. You do have options and you deserve to work with a great agent who does business with the highest integrity. Call Lori McCarty at 665-SOLD or online at themccartygroup.com. That's themccartygroup.com. You're listening to KNZR, 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And we're back this morning with the Kern County Real Estate Review, 
featuring our host, Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group. For all your real estate questions, call Lori at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or go online to themccartygroup.com. You can also follow Lori on social media. For Facebook, follow her at The McCarty Group or on Instagram at Lori underscore McCarty. And to keep up with all the real estate news in Kern County, you can follow this show on Facebook at the Kern County Real Estate Review. There you can also submit questions you'd like Lori to answer on air or suggest topics you'd like her to cover on Sunday mornings. And if you're just tuning in this morning, we have the privilege of visiting with David Sparks, owner of Sparks Custom Pools. As we discuss how to beat the summer heat here in Kern County and turn your backyard into an oasis. Before the break, we were talking about the different treatment systems for pools. And can you tell us what it takes to maintain it? Sure. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> weekly maintenance is important. Um, I would say uh, if you're if a homeowner does it, they really just need to educate themselves on the water chemistry. Um, mm-hmm. What I see is people tend to just throw, homeowners will just throw chlorine in their pool. Uh-huh. Uh, if it looks like it, you know, the water looks clear, uh, I need some chlorine in it, and that's what they do. Um, not trying to pick on, you know, owners <laughs> that uh, take care of their own pool, because some, some do a very good job. Right. But uh, the actual water chemistry is important. They need to test uh, the three main parameters of the water between chlorine, pH, and the alkalinity, and that, that really should be done weekly. Uh, Maybe wintertime biweekly, um, but uh, and then also brushing a pool is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the heavier the pool is used, the more maintenance it's going to need. Right. Um, so there's there everybody's pool can't be treated the same because there's no pool exactly the same between the size, the equipment, um, and and the bather load is a is a big thing. Well, and I imagine that. When you have a newer pool, it's got to be brushed more frequently too, right? Well, for the first 30 days for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just helps expose the plaster and, and get the plaster in good shape. Um, newer pools, um, I, I kind of I relay it as, like, as a new car. Uh, mm-hmm. The new pools that we build, they're a lot better than the older. So just like a new car, you, there's not as much maintenance. However, if you... If you're not careful, uh, next thing you know, you're going to walk out in your backyard and, and see like, oh, wow, my pool's starting to turn green. Right. Uh, especially in this heat. Yes. So um, weekly maintenance is, is important. As long as you have someone coming uh, once, a, once a week, uh, brushing the pool, spending, you know, minimum of 10 minutes, uh, maybe up to 15 or 20 is, is pretty typical for mm-hmm. uh, weekly maintenance for a pool person to come out. Um to be able to check all of the uh, the chemicals and then uh, brush the pool the way it's supposed to be. Perfect. And then for those who are economically minded, it's fairly easy once you're trained to maintain your own pool if you have the time and are willing to check your water levels um, and and make sure you pay attention to that, right? Yeah, that's correct. It, it's not hard to do. It's just a matter of as long as someone actually goes out and does it exactly so yeah if you train yourself um it's not hard you bet so what about in the off months right when we're not using that pool Mm -hmm. is there a different maintenance schedule 
So the pool will not require uh, as much chlorine. It may require a little bit more acid in the wintertime. Mm, But, um, and that's just because we're not putting in chlorine, so the pH level. But um, I I would say you could, some pools can get by by, um, bi weekly, you know, in the wintertime. But with our climate and the way our pools are here without it freezing, they should still be run every day and they should still be uh, serviced. you know, weekly to bi-weekly. Okay, great. So when you build these new pools, um, is there a guarantee that you offer? Yeah, so all of the uh, equipment that we use has a three-year manufacturer's warranty. So um, the pool pumps, the filters, the automation, um, all of the equipment has three years um, warranty. The pool finish itself is anywhere from one to five years, depending on what finish the client has chosen. Okay. And then the some of the other things like plumbing can be one to three years, depending on um, trees and things like that that are planted around it. Uh, the structure of the pool is 10 plus years uh, for the actual structure of the pool. Fantastic. Um, so... I I know I see Adelaide giving me signs over there that uh, we went really long the last segment. Um, But before we go, David, what is it that people get wrong about pools? I I would say um, as far as once they have them, I would say just not running them long enough. Uh, Trying to save money on electricity and not running the pool as much as it should. Um, should be run. Like um, cutting down on the time the pump yeah, is running? Yeah, correct. Yeah, trying to make it only run one or two hours a day. Um, there's just not okay. enough time to be able to get the water cleaned in that amount of time. Okay. So that's that's what I would say <clears throat> is what you know people get wrong about it. Um, as far as the construction side, I, I can't really see anything. As long as they have a good contractor that's helping them and and you know, lead them in the right direction. There should be no issues there. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like our audience to know? Uh, not off the top of my head. I think we covered quite a bit. Well, I think so too. It's been an absolute pleasure, and I, I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to come in and share with us. Well, thank you, and for inviting me. I appreciate it. You bet. Before we go, why don't you give everybody one more time how to get in touch with you? And folks, if you haven't written it down yet, grab a pen. <laughs> So it's uh, Sparks Custom Pools. Uh, Our website is sparkscustompools.com. You can find us on Facebook, Sparks Custom Pools, Inc. Uh, Also, obviously, just Google. Uh, And then our phone number is area code 661-477-3925. Thanks again, David. We really appreciate it. Thank you. We'll be back next Sunday morning at 8 a.m., just before Sean Hannity who's coming up next. I hope this week we've been able to provide all of you a little more clarity into the world of real estate, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Um, I hope everybody has a great rest of the day and a fantastically blessed week ahead. This is Lori McCarty with the McCarty Group of Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors and your host of the Kern County Real Estate Review here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR and streaming live on KNZR.com. We'll see you next week. It's no fun missing out on the home you love or having to settle for something less just because you couldn't sell your own home quickly. 
I'm Barbara Corcoran. I've worked with thousands of successful real estate agents. Let me help you choose the right agent so this doesn't happen to you. If you're buying or selling in Bakersfield, call Lori McCarty because she offers an immediate cash offer and can help you find great homes before they hit the market. Partner with the right agent. Go to themccartygroup.com and start packing. Hey, you confused about real estate? Sean Hannity here, and I can tell you as an active real estate investor, well, just like the stock market, it can go up one day and down the next. Home values and sales, they fluctuate on a dime. Now, even though I bought and sold homes for years all across this great country, one thing I will always do is partner with a sharp real estate agent that truly studies local and national market trends, that knows the real value of homes, and most importantly, knows how to generate demand regardless of the market. And the good news is you have a truly amazing agent right in your backyard. I'm talking about Lori McCarty of Coldwell Banker. She has an amazing team working for her that doesn't miss a single detail. Her system is so bulletproof, well, she can create demand for your home at a deadline that you agree to or she will buy it herself. Now, real estate doesn't have to be frustrating or scary. Call Lori McCarty today at 665-SOLD. That's 665-SOLD. Online, themccartygroup.com. That's themccartygroup.com. Go there and you can start packing.